The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Thank you for clicking on this video and thank you if you're a subscriber. Welcome to this video today. I'm going to be doing a draw my life. Now I'm only 21 so it's a draw my life so far. So we'll start with my birth. Hi born on January the 1st, 1997, in the United Kingdom, in a little town called Bury, which is in Greater Manchester. And I was born to my mum and my dad, Michelle and Simon. My mum and dad met in Chester, which is a big city in between Manchester and Liverpool. And they met at a party where they were the only two single people there. They were completely set up to, to be together. And from that day, they were completely inseparable. I think they told each other that they loved each other within three days of knowing each other. My mum would tell me how at 6pm every single night they talk on the phone about their day and they chat everything with each other. On the 19th of May 1990, they married and they settled into their first little home. Four years later, they had their first child. My big brother James. James was a very poorly baby and he struggled with feeding which resulted in later life to him being so protected by my mum. My mum was back and forward and back and forward to the doctors with James. She knew that something was wrong and eventually James had his tonsils out which made things a little bit easier for a while. My dad 
worked for my grandpa's family business, making pizzas, which he worked very, very hard at. Him and my mum decided to move to Bury so my dad could be closer to the factory. My mum stayed at home so she could look after my brother. My dad sometimes worked 80 plus hours a week, so he was so, so tired. He made little money and my mum didn't bring any money in herself, and it started to make my dad very ill. Their first year in Bury, I came along. I remember my mum telling me that when I was born, my brother came into the room and insisted I was a boy and said, I want to hold him, I want to hold him. And I was born on the 1st of January, so New Year's Day, and I am the first baby born in 1997, natural birth in the UK. Both my mum and my dad continued to struggle, and my dad with the business and my mum being away from her family. Eventually, we moved back to Chester, where I grew up. I was always a very cheeky girl, who loved her handbags and her Barbie dolls. My brother was my best friend growing up, as we were only two years apart, so we would do everything together. We would go on holiday every year to Brittany in France and play in the pool for hours at a time. We'd have those little sticks that you could throw in the pool and we'd dive down to get them. He even helped to teach me how to swim whilst on holiday. My favourite part of our French holidays was our chocolate hunts. The owners of the villas would hide the chocolates around the wooded area they owned and we would chase around to find them. The little ones like me always had a head start, but the bigger kids would always race around and win. My brother won almost every single time, but he would always share his prize and his chocolates with me. I started primary school when I was five. I was so excited because I always loved to be praised. Even then, I wanted to be the best and to do well in class. I always wanted the teachers to like me. When I started school, however, it wasn't long until two girls decided to pick on me. They would get me to do things to get me into trouble, telling me that I would, if I would do them, then they would be my friends. After school was my favourite time of all. When I just started school, I also started my dance lessons. We would do 
ballet, tap, and modern. And this is where I met my very first best friend, Rebecca. I remember us telling each other ghost stories, and one time she told me this one about the china doll. How the china doll would climb up the stairs and say, Sophie, I'm on the second step. Sophie, I'm on the third step. Sophie, I'm behind the door. Sophie, I'm on your bed. And it would scare me so, so much. Then my dad had to lock away my doll so it couldn't get me. We still have that doll to this day and it scares me even now. When I turned about eight, I started to get bullied badly for my weight. I would cry because I couldn't get a pair of jeans to fit me. And jeans were very, very popular in the early 2000s. I remember me having to buy adult clothes when I was still so young. The bullying made me sad and in response, I would sneak even more food because it made me feel happy. this time in my life, my grandpa had passed away after battling with Alzheimer's, which was really, really tough on my dad, as he had such a love-hate relationship throughout their life. By the time I was in year six, about 10, 11 years old, both my mum and my dad had a new job. My mum was a new preschool manager and my dad drove cars for BMW. Both my mum and my dad never made much, but every penny would be put towards having a nice home and making sure me and my brother had a promising future. At this age, my mum started becoming aware of a mole that had grown larger on her leg. As a family, we have very fair skin, so we were always so careful putting on sun cream and not sunbathing. My mum went to the doctors and she found out that it was skin cancer. I didn't know it was cancer at the time because they wanted to protect me. However, I do remember her having a mole removed on her leg and another on her forehead, which has left her with somewhat of a Harry Potter scar. When it was time for me to go to high school, I was so excited. I loved to learn and I couldn't wait to do higher maths as I was very good at it. I started high school with my two best friends, Emily and Kira. We would make dance routines in the playground, sing high school musical and talk about how much we loved Zac Efron. And I still do. All three of us were inseparable, until some confusing incident happened which led to some childish cyberbullying on MSN. Do you remember MSN? And as a result, we lost our friendship with Kira, which was a shame looking back.
both Emily and I made a new group of friends, which I love to this day, although sadly, we're not in contact with them anymore. I was very shy back at school, something that I totally regret looking back. I used to think that everyone was laughing at me because I was overweight and some of that was true, but most of it was just me telling myself that I wasn't good enough to talk to the popular people. Year 10 is where everything kind of changed for me. It was time for us to choose which GCSEs we would take. I took French, History, Art and Drama. Until now, I'd always dreamt of being an interior designer, designing shop windows and floors for big store events like the Christmas in, um, in London. But, when I started my drama GCSE, I fell in love with acting more than anything else in the world. I was scared to start my drama class because none of my friends took the subject, so I had to make a friend quick. That's where I met Sky. Sky was like my left arm. We did everything together and became inseparable. Whilst doing my GCSEs, my brother had just turned 17 and started learning to drive. My dad had always promised us that when we turned 17, he would get us a car to learn to drive in. James had a 2006 black Vauxhall Corsa. One weekend, whilst I was out with my friend Sam, my dad took James out for a practice in the car. Whilst he was driving, he started to have a fit. He lost control of the car, but luckily with my dad's driving experience from work, he managed to stop the car without any damage. My brother was rushed straight to the hospital, where he was initially tested for epilepsy. That's when a brain scan showed he had what's called an AVM, a non-cancerous tumour on his brain. From this day, James had multiple operations to try and shrink the tumour, but it kept growing back. Ultimately, my mum and dad had to make the decision to have open head surgery for James, as if it wasn't done, he most likely wouldn't live past 40. At this time, I finished my GCSEs and done well. I stayed at the same school to complete my A-levels, and I gave up my dancing classes because of stress. At this point, I'd lost all of my childhood weight and I started getting some attention from boys. Would you believe it? I was very, very shocked. James had his open head surgery while I was studying. I started to struggle focusing on school because my family life was difficult and instead I started to party and drink. I saw a few boys here and there and I met my first boyfriend at 17 through a friend when doing the National Citizen Service programme. Things were good between me and him for a while until he started to show signs of anger was very controlling, and I lost quite a few friends because of it. 
coming to the end of our relationship. I'd just passed my driving test and he'd failed his theory. He threw things around the room and at that point things kind of clicked for me that maybe he wasn't the man that I thought he was. Anyway, I'd just started a job at Marks and Spencer's in the cafe for a Christmas temp job. It had just turned our six-month anniversary and I'd just finished my shift and planned to meet up with him. He turned up outside my house and he had a scarf around his neck. He pulled the scarf down and he had m multiple hickeys on his neck. He had been out drinking the week before and told me that he didn't love me and probably never did. Stupidly, I stayed. Now, he'd gone out again and woken up in his ex-girlfriend's house with hickeys all around his neck. He swears that nothing happened, but it's fair to say things didn't uh, go any further after that day. Even though that relationship kind of crushed my confidence, I still had my acting to go back to. I was part of a group that did the National Theatre Connections, where you could put on a play and win the chance to perform it at the West End of the National Theatre in London. Which, we won. I played the part of Lisa in a production called Drama Baby. I started going on dating apps, shamefully, and that's where I met Matthew. Turns out, we had mutual friends and we met and hit things off straight away. We've now been together for three and a half years. My previous boyfriend had convinced me not to go to university, so I declined my application for that year. When it came to the summer, I was panicking about what I wanted to do with my life. I'd failed my A-levels, I had no job, so I decided to get a job at Etsy's Diner working as a waitress. I enjoyed my job for a while, but then I felt like I needed to be on stage. That's when I found my university I'm at now. They had a performance degree that I had enough UCAS points for, and it wasn't too far from home. I was so excited to move into university halls and make friends. I must have spent hundreds on bedding and decor for my room and kitchen. Turns out, university halls was not for me. I lasted about 36 hours before giving in a cancellation fee and moving out again. I'm definitely a home bird and being near my family and Matt is what's most important. Luckily, I was close enough to where I could just commute every day. When I first started university, we performed Alice in Wonderland for the Christmas production. First years are always chorus members, but I met my most beautiful friend Olivia whilst there. We're like sisters, and although she now lives over three hours away, she's still my family. I finished my first year of uni, and I did well. But now being back at home, I was bored and was on my own a lot. I'd watched ASMR videos since James had his first crash, and I'd always kept it a secret from everyone. 
I wouldn't subscribe to people because I didn't want it to show on my YouTube recommended feed. Finally, one day Matt asked what it was, so I introduced him to a few of Dr. Dimitri Gentle Whispering and Articulate Designs videos. He was fast asleep after the first one and insisted that I should make videos of my own. I got my camera out, sat on my bed with my Harry Potter book, and made my first video. I fell in love with talking to other ASMR lovers and making videos. When I went back to university, everyone found out I was on YouTube. Some people's reactions were negative, but on the whole, I got a great response. Starting back my second year, was lonely as Olivia wasn't there anymore. However, I found out we were doing my favourite musical, Blood Brothers, for our Christmas production. I was so excited, and I knew I had to audition for the role of Linda, and I got it. Fast forward a few months, and I've just finished my second year with a first, which is like top marks and just had my first YouTube anniversary. Me and Matt have got a Disney World trip coming soon and I feel more loved than ever in the ASMR community. There's been ups and downs so far in my 21 years but I'm so fortunate to be where I am today. Things aren't always straightforward and my anxiety does get the better of me most days but all of you and all of my family by my side I'm learning to be stronger each day, and love me for me, and I thank you for that. Thank you for watching this video. I love you all. Lots of love.